0: We are so honored that you would take the time out of your week to listen to this week's message. We pray that you find it helpful and life-giving. If you would like more information on Hope Church, you can check us out at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening. I want to take a minute to tell you how amazing God is. He's so amazing that he continues to provide for our small but growing church in miraculous ways. And we have so much coming in the future. And I'm so grateful to God for all that he's done for us and all that he's doing. Uh, Don't let what you see around you confuse you. God is at work here. And he does amazing things through this dedicated group of people. And I want to honor our VIPs. So if this is your first time with us, welcome. We're so glad you're here. And I also want to honor our partners. Our partners show up every single Sunday early um, and sometimes throughout the week and help make all of this possible. It's amazing. We can't do it without them. We had a little party for our partners to appreciate them Friday night. And we all uh, played an amazing game called Cards Christians Like. Uh, And my mom defeated all of us. What in the world? What in the world? Uh, My name is Emma Adams. I'm the lead pastor here at Hope Church. I hope that you are tuning in online as well. I want to say welcome to all of our online family. Last week, we talked about who we are in Christ. We said that because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, we are three things. We're forgiven, and we're holy, and we're God's forgiven, holy, and God's. This week we're going to look at what happens when we embrace our identity in Christ and allow ourselves to be shaped by what God says instead of what others might say about us. So we we know that once we begin our new life in Christ that there is going to be resistance. I don't know if you've experienced this in your life but there will be resistance in your journey of faith. In fact this is what Jesus warns of us of when he says that the thief comes but to steal and kill and destroy. He says that in John 10, 10. He wanted you to know. He's like, just so you know, this fool's still out here doing stuff. You better get ready. Get ready. He has a plan. He comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. So there is an enemy, and his desire is to take what Christ bought you from and bought for you and burn it to the ground and you along with it. He is not your friend. He is not your friend, and he is a cunning enemy, knowing that if he can just get you to believe a lie as if it were truth, it will affect you as if it were true. I'm going to say that one more time. A lie believed as truth will affect you as if it were true. When I was little, uh, we moved to Seaford, and we bought a house on Pine Street, two blocks from the railroad tracks, okay? Two blocks. It was built in 1908. It was an old home. It was a big three-story Victorian home. And um, it was cheap. We got for cheap back in the because we, our family didn't come from no money, okay? Um, and so there were four of us who lived, in four children who lived, I have two older brothers and an older sister. So my older brothers um, did not bunk together because they would just, butt heads, okay? So that left my sister and I, and we had to bunk together. And we had bunk beds. Okay? So I would have been on the top except for I kept falling off. So they put me on the bottom to keep me safe because, you know, I was a wreck. And um, I will never forget the first time I recall having a panic attack. I actually remember the first time I had a panic attack. It was a little bit later than usual uh, that we all went to bed, and, and my sister lay in the top bunk, and I in the bottom bunk, and sitting in the silent dark, I began to feel our bed shake. And my heart froze. And I could barely squeak out to my sister, what is that? And being the good sister that she was, she leaned down and whispered, it's a monster under your bed. Don't get out or it'll eat you. I remember the feeling of fear coursing through my body and going into my fingertips. It froze me solid. It paralyzed me oh my gosh, there's a monster under the bed, and if I get out, it's going to get me. I was panicked. It was a lie that was affecting me because I believed it was true. It affected my whole body. I could not move. It wasn't until later that I realized that it was the rail cars going by two blocks away that shook our house. If you've ever lived near railroad tracks, you'll know that there are certain things you do not put on top shelves because of the clickety-clack of the train. It will knock your stuff around. So the Bible outlines for us in 2 Corinthians ten three through 4 that we are at war. It says we are at war and that this war is otherworldly. It tells us that there are strongholds that have to be demolished. It tells us Uh, that we have to knock them down. So what is a stronghold? That's the first thing we need to cover. What is that anyway? The word in this message for stronghold is the Greek akuroma, which means a fortification or a strong castle. We're talking about with the moat and the dragon and the drawbridge. Drawbridge is shut. It's a stronghold. It's not going anywhere. It's a place where prisoners are kept. It's a place where prisoners are kept, a place where the lies you believe are holding you hostage. So many people are prisoners of lies. And today we are going to look at different strongholds that may apply in your life. So get ready because you might hear your name being called today. Okay? As we list these, you're going to recognize some in your life and you might say, listen, I struggle with this and I would like to invite you today to be honest enough to say, yes, this is a stronghold in my life. Yes, this is an area where I'm being held prisoner and I am recognizing today that it's a lie. And what this may sound like in our everyday life is expressed in phrases such as, this is just the way I am. This is just the way I am. I'm not a morning person. This is just the way I am. I can't change. This is just the way I am. I cannot win in this area of my life because it's just the way I am. I want to tell you this morning that there are some strongholds. And the first one we're going to start meddling with is financial. Maybe you've said things like, I'll never be good with money. I just can't hold on Twitter. And you just don't know where it goes. You don't even know what a budget is, never mind how to think and use one. And you've resigned to the fact that you will always be in debt, that you will always be behind on your bills. You're going to always be living to paycheck to paycheck. That's just the way it is. I can't change that. And you say things like, it'll never be enough and I'll never have enough. Have you ever had these thoughts? Be honest. Man, raise your hand. Can you admit that you've had some wrong thought processes about money? I'm reading a book called God Owns It All by Ron Blue. And he points out some pains in my life about financial strongholds that I've had. He said, you're never going to be content if you're always looking for more. How can you be content with what you have? I thought, oh, Ron Blue, leave me alone, Ron Blue. Another area that we have strongholds in our lives is in our relationships. Uh oh. Uh oh. Have you said things like, "I will never have a good relationship," "I will never have a good marriage," "I'll never have good friends," or "I'm not marriage material," or, or you've had thoughts once you are married, like this is doomed. I have failed. Before I'm even, and like, I did this once. Anybody? I've done this once. I was married before. I screwed up that one. Likely going to screw up this one. Oh, my gosh. You tell yourself these things. Or you say, I just can't trust anybody else because of what that person did to me. I'm just never going to be able to trust anybody else. I can't open up to people. I'm just not an emotional person. How am I supposed to have a relationship? How many of you would be honest and admit that you have a relationship stronghold in your life? So true. Another uh, stronghold we can have in our life is in the area of habitual (sighs) sins. Habits that hold us Captive, the ones we're addicted to. And we might be addicted to the thrill of gambling. We might be addicted to, like, oh my gosh, if I could just get that one Powerball, it's going to pay me off and then I'll have enough. So we go back to the financial stronghold in our life thinking we don't have enough. So we're going to keep playing with God's money, acting like someday it's going to be enough. The honest truth is, if you just kept your money in your pocket instead of going to the slots in Harrington, you probably would have enough. Okay? Or, or, and you say things like, this is my favorite. I love these people. If I win, God, I'm going to pay a tithe. <laughs> Bet you won't. <laughs> no, you're not. Stop lying to yourself. Others of us are addicted to chemical, alcohol, pain meds, cigarettes, weed, whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you hear about this? They, you are now not able to buy whipped cream in the state of New York without being 21 years of age because people are killing themselves because of whippets. Seriously. People are addicted to just about anything that will help them forget the lie they're living in. It could be uh, energy drinks. All right, monster people, I know. I know, it could be dip. I see you spitting on that baseball field. This morning, I want you to know more than anything, if you have a habitual stronghold in your life, I'm not going to make you raise your hand because there's too many hands that would go up in this place. But I want you to know that God can and will set you free. He wants you to be free. He said, I want you to be free indeed. Indeed. Now, maybe you're here this morning and there's a mental stronghold in your life. Maybe you think to yourself, "I am just like a half, a glass half empty person. Look, I'm just not positive. That's just not who I am. I'm just pessimistic. I don't do mornings. Maybe like I just cuss. I just cuss people out. I'm just mad. I'm just mad all the time. I'm just mad, and people gonna have to deal with it because that's just who I am. Would you say that to you this morning? Would you say you have a mental stronghold you just can't get past it? Come on, don't lie." You're only lying to yourself. The next one is physical. For some of us, we have a physical deficit, whether it's in our features or in our DNA, and we loathe it and we allow it to limit us. Some of y'all out there hating on people who have hair because you don't have any. (laughs) And and you said, I have more hair on my chest than I have on my head. That's okay. Okay. Don't let it limit you. Some of you will say, I can't exercise. I can't run because I don't have time to meal prep. I can't lose weight. My mom was this way. I can't change. It's just in, It's just what? That's just who I am. Okay. Every single one of these strongholds, We would say, This is just the way I am. And there is even spiritual strongholds. And I would say that if you had any of the strongholds that I listed before, it is likely that you also have a spiritual stronghold connected to it that you're believing two lies. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. We love this one. I don't trust the church, so I don't go to church because so and so hurt me. Baby, we've all been hurt by church. There is always going to be some knucklehead person. We can't just shut the doors on the knuckleheads. We're trying to help them. That's why they're in here in the first place. And yes, people stink. sheep bite is hard. It hurts. Maybe you have this stronghold. I just don't have time to read my Bible every day. I have a hard time trusting God. Do you know how many people have said, well, because somebody died, I can't trust God. Baby, you better trust Him before you die, too. <laughs> Honey, this is just the way it is. 100, 100 people, 100%. 100% gonna die. That's the way it is. For real. Many of you, I've heard people say this. I try to pray, but I just fall asleep. You might have more than one issue here, <laughs> right? Or maybe you find yourself on fire for God one minute and the next day you're just sleeping on him. You don't read your Bible. You don't pray. You don't go to church. And you're like, I hate reading books. Or you start a Bible plan and you never finish it. Or I just don't like, this is the fun one. I just don't like reading on my phone. Okay, we have Bibles in the back. We will give you for free. I just don't like reading books. Okay, listen. There is an app that will read it to you. You don't even have to read the book. You don't have to read it on the phone. It will read it to you. Well, I don't really like the voice. There are 20 voices on the app that will read it to you. And if you don't like any of those, baby, I will call you and read to you the Bible. I will do that for you. Because we keep having these strongholds and we believe these lies as if they were true. And we make excuses saying, this is just the way I am. This is just the way I am. And you say so many of these things, and all of a sudden, after believing that long enough, in a sense, you are saying to God, God, even you can't change me. What bigger insult could you give to the one who made you than to say, I don't even think you can change me? the God who created heaven and earth, the God who formed the Adam, the God who created um, our solar system and allowed us to explore it, that God. And you say to him, I just can't change. And you can't change me. The Bible calls anything that we make more powerful than God an idol. And that's what's keeping you in your stronghold today is you don't believe that God is bigger than yourself. Man, and that just goes back to the garden, doesn't it? To Adam and Eve. They wanted to be bigger than God. They wanted to be God. The truth of the matter is is you can't. Idols are powerless, but they keep us captive as if... They have power. A prisoner locked by deception in a fake prison. So this morning I want to share with you that there is a power that can change anything in your life. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're hurting from, whatever it is, whatever stronghold you find yourself in this morning, I want to let you know that Jesus is here to help. This is what he says. He says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have what? Read it with me. Divine power to demolish strongholds. Y'all, we got a Jesus catapult. (laughs) All right. He can go beyond the walls. I want to note a few things before we move forward. This is war. We declare war against the strongholds the enemy has set up in our lives. I declare war. I declare war against the lies that are holding me hostage. We can't fight like the world, though, because this battle is spiritual. It doesn't happen in the things that we can see. It happens in the spiritual. And our weapons have to be imbued with power from on high. You guys remember He-Man? He, man, listen, he was nothing. He had like a little tunic and some tights on until he grabbed his sword and lifted it up into the sky. And if you're from my age group, you're going to know. And he said, by the power of grace, call, yeah. right? I have the power. And then he turned into this ripped dude you see on the screen. Bless the Lord with his bad. Uh, Dutch haircut, yeah. <laughs> bro. It looks like he's ready to go Dutch Wonderland. But our weapons have to be imbued from on high. You can raise a sword, but until you have God bless it, you just got a sword. And the weapon we need to have imbued with power is not the power of Grace Skull. That ain't gonna help, because uh, that's just pretend. Just in case you guys didn't know. We have to have divine power to demolish strongholds. In Greek, demolish is the word dunamis. It's the word where we get dynamite. You know what happens when we throw dynamite at something? It not only blows it up and scatters it, it puts a hole in the ground. That is what we want to do to the strongholds. We want to not just blow them up. We want to boom, hole in the ground, levels it, blowing apart everything, it cannot be rebuilt. So we want to demolish strongholds so they cannot be rebuilt in our lives. So now we're going to talk strategy. This is where we talk strategy. We've got three biblical thoughts this morning that will help you as we surrender ultimately to the power of God so that we can be set and blow up the strongholds on the way out. We're going to be set free and as we're walking out the door, we're going to light that dynamite and throw it behind us. All right, we ready? The first thing we're going to have to do is learn by the power of Jesus Christ to capture wrong thoughts. Some of you just let the gremlins in your mind run all over that place and tell you all kinds of mess that ain't true. You just let them go. But any thought that is inconsistent with the word of God cannot continue to live rent-free in your head when you finish Paul's instructions in 2 Corinthians 10.5. It says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we what? Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We demolish every argument and every pretension. How? We take captive every thought. Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Jesus Christ. Anything outside of God's truth, we're going to grab it, and we're going to make it prisoner, and we're going to take it over to Jesus, and we're going to say, this is yours. Take it. Take it. There are times in my life where thoughts just come rushing in and I can't help to hear them say, like, like listen, they're like a Navy SEAL sent from Satan. <laughs> like they just slide in there and I will be the first to admit that I have a temper at times. It often comes out with my kids. It's always worse at home. My kids will tell you. Can I get an amen? amen? Right? And Sundays, trying to get us all out the door, bro, it's like war in my house. It is serious. Uh, I recall uh, I have to try. Listen, you guys, I got to get Phoebe. She's four. She doesn't want to wear shoes, and she's mad because she can't wear a princess dress, right? And yes, I give in sometimes because it's just not worth it. And. And I have to get my sermon and her blanket so she doesn't have a meltdown. And then I got to get Oliver. He's always sweet, but I swear to God, he never has his shoes. Where are the shoes? I don't know where my shoes are. Can you put the shoes on the body, right? And recently, I arrived in one of these mornings where everything was going wrong. And I'm already fighting my temper. And my kids uh, screamed and cried the entire ride to church. And I show up, and I had sent the team the diagram on how to set up the cafeteria. And I walk in, and it is not set up. It is not set up right. And I get assaulted by about 20 questions. I'm trying to get my munchkins away from me. And then I have another, um, I have another uh, person come up and point out um, that not only is not everything right, but we forgot to go over something. That what we were supposed to do that Sunday, like we didn't practice and we didn't go over it. And I just remember snapping, and I don't do this often, and I said, I am aware. I'm aware. And my temper was ugly that day. And I said, I'm gonna need a minute. I didn't take that thought captive. I didn't make it obedient to Christ, and I didn't have anything close to loving patience come out of my mouth that morning. And there will be time in your life when those thoughts come in and you have to capture them. I can't change. Capture it. I'm no good at this. Capture it. I'm angry all the time. Capture it. This is just who I am. No, capture that thought and make it obedient to Christ. And when you don't capture it, you go to somebody and you say, you know what, I didn't capture that thought before it came out of my mouth. I'm so sorry that I spoke to you so disrespectful. You're valuable to me. And I shouldn't have talked to you that way. I'm so sorry. Can you please forgive me? And that's exactly what I did that that morning. Whenever your mind says, I can't overcome that addiction, you capture this thought. I can't stop this habit. Capture the thought. Make it obedient to Christ. Speak the word over the thought. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can. When I get overwhelmed, I have wrote myself a song. And I will sing it to myself. I will, I, I will get overwhelmed with all the millions of things, and I will sing, I can do all things through Christ, through Christ who gives me strength. I can do, I can do, I can do all things through Christ. Oh, I will sing this to myself. I give you permission. I will not copyright it. Y'all can use it, okay? I sing the word of God over my life. I can do all things through Christ. And when your thoughts scream, you're a failure. You say, no, I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Or maybe for some of you, you say, man, my trauma has broken me. I can't get over this. I can't get healing. Capture that thought and make it obedient to the word of God that says you have been complete. You are made complete in Christ. Taking thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ also means that you need to fill your thoughts with truth. You see, Paul brilliantly teaches us this. While in prison, mind you, brothers in prison, man, I don't know if you've been in prison, but there's not a lot of happy thoughts. I've never been incarcerated, but I have worked in a prison. And even when you just work in there, it's not good vibes, okay? It's not nice, right? I got people shaking their head, they're like, nope, they know. But while in prison, Paul writes this. He says, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. If it ain't good, get it out and replace it with something else. That's our second thought. So number one, we have to capture wrong thoughts. Capture, right? Got it. The second thing we have to do is release right words. Now, why is it important to agree with God in our words? Proverbs tells us this. It says, the tongue has the power of life and death. The power of life and death is in your mouth. And when you begin to speak Life over your strongholds. When you begin to speak truth in your life, you will see transformation. When you affirm the words of the enemy with self-defeating talk, you are killing yourself. You are your own worst enemy. Stop it. Take those words captive and change your language. I just can't do this. I'm not like them. No. Capture those thoughts. You see, God is renewing your mind through his word, but he can't do that if you're not consuming his word. Read the word. Listen to the word. You don't like the voice, change the voice on the word. Call me, I'll read you the dang word. I don't care what you got to do, but you've got to get the thoughts of God in your life. Man, practice it. Use what you study and release right words in your life. In my life, this is my practice and it is a practice that looks like this. Like many of you, I wrestle with self-defeating thoughts. You're not a good leader. If you were a better leader, there would be more people. Mm. If, if, If you weren't such a failure, things would be going better. And instead, I choose to replace those with thoughts like this, with right words. I am a growing leader. I am a called leader. I am an anointed speaker. God has chosen me. I can do all things through Christ. I allow the word of God to renew my mind and create confidence of his strength in me. Not of my strength, of his strength in me. You have to speak words that are consistent with God and with what he has. Speak to yourself. I am quitting cigarettes today. This is the end for me. I am done. You will say things to yourself like, I hate cigarettes. I hate them. They're nasty and they smell and they make my teeth yellow. I quit cigarettes today. I am choosing to quit today. I am leaving behind this unhealthy habit. My body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. Mine is the body of Christ. I will not pollute it anymore. Wake up early. Y'all getting ready to preach to myself. Wake up early and declare, I love exercise. It's leg day. Woo! I'm going to squat for Jesus. Right? I'm going to lift. I'm going to do some curls. I'm going to hit it and do some push-ups. Sometimes i got to speak to myself. I take karate now. It's my favorite thing. Sometimes. And on the days that it's not, it's my favorite thing. Today's karate day. Today I get to go do push-ups and kick until my leg hurts. It's going to be awesome. I talk to myself. I say, training my body is good. I am going to get abs. Even if that's not true, I'm going to say, I'm going to get abs. I'm going to do it. And all of a sudden, when you change what comes out of your mouth, you are living out Psalm 1914, and you begin... To find that the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart are pleasing to you. Oh God, my rock and my redeemer. You change what's coming out of your mouth, and your words are powerful. And they're powerful enough to be able to overcome the lies the enemy has been telling you for so long. For so long, friends. Listen, I just can't change This a lie believed as truth that will affect you as if it were. It will take you prisoner, locked in by deception, but Jesus Christ, by his power, will set you free. He's unlocked the door, and he wants you to open it, and he wants you to walk out. But the problem is you keep looking for your own escape route. You are still relying on yourself. He unlocked the door, but you're still trying to dig a tunnel. I can do this. I got this. I can do this. I got this. I can dig my own tunnel. I got this. I don't need you, Jesus. And he's like, the door is unlocked, babe. And you're like, no, but I'm almost there with your little spoon. (laughs) Right? All right. So we capture the wrong thoughts. We release the right words. And the third biblical principle is this, attack and win. Attack and win. The Apostle Paul says in Colossians 129, he says, To this end I labor. And and I noticed what he does. He labors. And how does he labor? He says, To this end I labor, struggling with all Christ's energy. I love that. He says, This is my secret. I am struggling with all of Christ's energy behind me. I am wrestling with the power of Christ in me. And when Paul says this, he's, he's not talking about his own strength. He's talking about the power that is beyond him. A power that is more than he could ever work. He's struggling with all the energy of Christ, which is so powerfully at work inside of him because it starts inside you. That's why so much of what we need to do is wrestle with our thoughts and get our thoughts straight first. Get Christ in your thoughts first. Seek Him first. Always. Here's one of the most common mistakes I think um, I've seen with people trying to overcome something it's one or two of these extremes. One extreme is I got to try harder, I got to be better, I got to work harder if I was really devoted, I'd overcome this because it's all about me. Me, 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 I, 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 right? Or the other extreme is, well, I'm going to pray about it one time and and God's just going to take care of it so I don't have to do anything else. Okay, boo. So you got the one person trying to work themselves to death and the other person who, Christ has unlocked the door, but they just sit in there because they need God to carry them bodily out. Okay, no. If you don't put any effort, if there's no label, no struggle, then it's not working. And you need God's power to work in you. You got to get up off the floor of the stronghold that you've been living in. And you have to walk out of the door. And God will hand you a stick of dynamite. And as you cross that bridge and that moat, you will light that mug and throw it behind you. And get rid of it it's me doing my part and it's his strength doing what i don't have the ability to do it's not all me it's all we it's all him it's all we it's him in us it's us created to need him and it's him wanting for us to call on him in his power it's his strength working in us I like this word that's been translated as struggling. It's the Greek word "seumai," And it means to struggle to compete for a prize. Y'all, I like prizes. I like prizes. It means to contend, though, with an adversary and come out winning. 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 I love winning. And that's the word Paul is using in this. We get our word agony out of this. I Agonize over this. Paul said, I'm agonizing, and it is his power, Christ's power, that's carrying me through. It's him. I'm working my buns off, but it's not my own strength. It's different this time. It's okay to tell yourself it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different this time. And you see, many of you will say, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried. And I tried, and I even prayed about it, but there's a difference between trying and praying and trying and surrendering. You've got to surrender that stronghold. You need to say, God, take it all. Take everything. Burn the ships. I pray, and I give this to you. I'm still going to show up. I'm still trusting your power, but your strength has to get it done. It's like a kid who uses all their force in front of the automatic sliding door at Walmart, right? And they go in front of that door and they're like, is it their power that opens the door? No, but their body in front of it triggers the power. It is their body that triggers that power to work that door. Show up in your stronghold knowing that your presence will trigger the power that will get you out. Your presence will trigger the power. You see, I don't have an anger problem. My mind has been renewed by the power of God and my old nature is dead. It no longer lives. It doesn't dominate me like it used to. I have been crucified with Christ. It is not I who lives, it is Christ who lives in me. It's his power at work in me. I am calm and patient in the face of challenges. Why? Because God has drawn me close to himself. It's his power at work in me. Years and years ago, I had life controlling substance abuse addictions. But I surrendered it to Jesus. And his power is working in me. I walked away. The reason why my husband decided to believe in Jesus, and he said, because if God can do that for you, if you can walk away like that, he must be real. He must be real. Listen, he is everything you are not. And he's got everything that you need. So your spiritual enemy will say, you cannot change. That this is just the way you are. No, 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 no. no. Christ has opened the door. You are no longer a prisoner locked by deception. Capture wrong thoughts. Release right words. Attack and win. You are victorious. And today is the day. Today is the day. This is it. Close your eyes and just think. I want you to picture that stronghold in your life right now. Today is the day that Jesus set you free. I don't care what it is in your life. I don't care if it's uh, something somebody has told you that has just haunted you and circled you like a vulture waiting to land. Uh, For some of you, um, somebody hurt you when you were younger. Somebody abused you and, and you just feel like you're damaged goods and you're beyond repair. For who the Son has set free is free indeed. And all over this place, I want to join together in prayer. Let's pray together. God, we ask that in the next few moments would be a holy time with you. God, would you just come? That we would be forever changed by your power. that, That we would be able to say, I can do all things through Christ. God, tear down every stronghold and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Let us take it captive right now. Right now, I want you to reflect on where there's a stronghold in your life. I want you to focus in on that thing, that one thing that God wants to change in you. What is that one thing that God needs to just get out of your life? I want you to know that God has the power. So I want you to just say to him, God, I need your power. God, I need your power over this stronghold in my life. I need your words over this thing. Would you just lift your hands? I just want you to just lift your hands and just think about that stronghold getting lifted off your life. Just give it to God. When we lift our hands, we lift our hands and surrender. God, we just surrender this thing to you. We surrender our broken relationships. We surrender our addictions. We surrender our habits. We surrender our physical limitations to you, God. Whatever lie that we have believed, we just give to you, God. We say no more. We ask you to come in power. We ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit. We ask you to speak truths over us that break every stronghold and every chain. We pray, God, that you would fill us with the right words. And when these temptations come, I pray, God, that you would give us the power to overcome. God, help somebody walk out of this stronghold today. Help them to tear it down in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for breaking strongholds. Thank you, God. For some of you in here, you've never said yes to Jesus. For some of those who are listening online, you've never given Jesus your life. You've never given him your spirit. You've never said, I am yours, Jesus. This morning, you have an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If that's you and you're in this room, you can scan the QR code on the screen while we pray. If you're listening online, you can text, that's me, altogether, one word to 94000. And we will get in touch with you and make sure that you have every resource available so that you can begin a new life in Jesus. For some of you in this room, you have let the lies of the enemy build a stronghold in your life. And you have let them wall you in and block you from the presence of Jesus Christ. If that's you today and you need to recommit your life to Jesus, I want to help you do that through prayer, through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is active. I don't care if you're listening online in, in like 17 years. The power of the Holy Spirit wants you to reconnect to God your Father and give you the right words, the right words to tear down strongholds. This morning, if you're in this place, you can scan this QR code and you can get connected to resources that will empower you and help you on your journey. Or you can text I'm back to 94,000, whatever it is. But right now I'm going to pray for you. God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we say I'm back. We say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes to you, Lord. We want to come back. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, we're going to have an affirmation in our hearts and minds that you are connecting to us, that you are helping us to overcome everything that set itself up against the knowledge of God. And we ask, God, that you would move and continue to move by the power of your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. We hope you found today's message both helpful and inspiring. Hope Church meets every Sunday, 10 a.m. in Seaford, Delaware. If you would like more information, you can find it at www.hope. Delmarva.com. That's Hope, D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening.